I'm Hannah. And I'm Rachel. We are a group of young women studying English at the University of West Georgia. Uh, this is our podcast, Gen YA, focusing on young adult literature, um, specifically on uh, female protagonists in the fantasy genre. Um, we're going to be focusing really heavily on female heroines. But before we go into all of that, let's tell our audience a little bit about ourselves. Rachel, do you want to begin? Sure. Um, I love everything punny, and I love musical theater. Um, I love pretty much every musical I watch, but my top two favorite are Newsies and Mary Poppins. She's practically perfect in every way. <laughs> actually, I actually have a mug that says that. I have Mary, I have Mary Poppins. Yeah. I've actually yeah. never seen Mary Poppins or <gasps> Newsies. So. Oh my goodness. I, I can understand Newsies because like that's I not... I haven't seen Newsies, but how can you not see Mary, Mary Poppins? I just, it never came up, you know? Um, Mary Poppins never come up. That's like childhood right there. Yeah. Like, honestly, you don't have a very good one. Um, okay. <laughs> Rachel, Dennis, start with the insults early on. Um, like, Hannah, your childhood sucked. Thanks. <laughs> Um, also, I love art and painting and drawing. Um, I am a grammar nerd. Um, I love language arts, and when I graduate, I want to be a high school English teacher. Do you write, Rachel? Yes, I love to You write. need to show me some of your materials sometimes. Okay. Before the podcast. Okay, because I love revising and editing papers. Yes, I'm an English nerd, grammar nerd. You should come hang out with me more, especially <laughs> around the time my papers are due. Um... And we've created Gen Y, Gen Y A, excuse me, um, as a project for our young adult literature class. Um, but when this project's over, we ultimately wanted this podcast to carry on to help stretch the minds of young readers and help them to keep reading once school's over. Because we know you don't like reading in school. And hopefully, we can get you interested enough through the course of these six podcast to keep like want to continue to listen to us after that we're putting effort into this guy so we're trying <laughs> at least pretend yeah. like you're gonna try <laughs> try to listen Ingrid, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself okay um i may not be punny but uh, i would describe myself as a jolly pessimist um i believe the world is ending but you know at least there's things like coffee and books and i'm still alive to move forward to it so that's pretty cool. I don't disagree um, with most of those things. So. Yeah. I just, uh, I wouldn't call myself an optimist because, you know, it can happen. Um, my interests are in reading obsessively and writing for fun. Um, I read pretty much anything I can get my hands on. The only skill I really have in life is speed reading. And unfortunately, that is not a marketable skill. It should you, be, though. You but can't go tell a job, like an employer, that you can read a 600-page book in an hour. They're going to be like, how can that help me? But when you're taking upper-level English courses, it is it does helpful. Help. It, it does, does help. help. It does help. Because I'm not that fast of a reader, and I will say I'm I, not suffer. Either. I suffer for it. That's the, only, that's the only thing I've ever been really good at is reading. And... and like I said, I'm a pessimist. Even if there was like a speed reading Olympics, I'd probably still get bronze. So oh. it is always my mom would get gold. <laughs> she would always win. Damn it, mom. <laughs> oh. um, She's it runs in the family. But um, uh, I like to write for fun, um, as well as I also write a lot for not fun because of my English classes. I think the other two of us here can agree with that. We. Takes, it takes lot. away your desire to write as much. I yes. know. Like, uh, you 
of writing for fun until you start getting into the higher level English classes and you're like, writing for fun? That's hilarious. I'm sure um, y'all get that, our audience, since you're probably in high school right now and have to read a ton of books, not for fun. And then you have these teachers who are like, write whatever interests you, and you're like, nothing interests me right now. <laughs> I've had to write too much this semester. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. that right now. I'm interested in teaching high school, and I eventually want to become AP certified because my AP teachers were the ones who made the biggest impact on my life. Um, I still keep in touch with my two AP teachers that, you know, I, I loved, and Coach Cleek and Miss Monroe. Shout out to y'all from Mount Zion. Um, I've lived in Carrollton for most of my life. Uh, I'm Italian. Um, I would love if this podcast could, you know, go beyond Car just Carrollton, maybe even to say Villa Rica or, Ooh. you know, Jalan Bowden or something. Ambitious. Yeah, we're so ambitious here at Gen Y. Really stretching ourselves for this. We're stretching it, I think. <laughs> but let's start with y'all in Carrollton, see if we can get y'all listening. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Get it out there. I know it's embarrassing, like, come listen to our podcast, guys, but just, just do it. We need listeners. Um, what about you? So, uh, you can tell we're all English majors, as we all began with I love coffee and writing, <laughs> but that is also coffee something is I'm into. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say Starbucks is one of my favorite places. I and think we should all go around and go ahead and do our Starbucks orders. What about you? What's yours? Uh, ooh. Sometimes I just go with plain. Like, just plain coffee? Medium roast. Just coffee. See, I just like do that at my house though. If I want to do that, I don't even want to have to go out. But see, that's to me, that's like, that's when you're like writing something that's intense. You have to have your like straight coffee, and you just drink it, and you're like, this is this is what people have drunk forever. <laughs> Starbucks <laughs> coffee. It was in a different mug, but it was similar. Wow. <laughs> Vintage Starbucks coffee. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that was so incredibly life. hipster. It's hilarious. All right. In some cabin somewhere, just. Um, <laughs> just drinking okay. your vintage Starbucks when, in your cabin. With a quill. <laughs> okay, for me, when it's hot outside, I go iced white mocha. Oh, I, I can get, I can totally agree with um, that. And then when Delicious. it's cold outside and it's the seasonal time, um, a peppermint mocha. Uh, see, I just, I can't get behind the iced coffee. Like, they, they taste what? good to me, but they're, they're not, like, in the same We're coffee category. <laughs> Like, I do like them, but they're not, uh, like, when I think of coffee, I think of hot coffee. And uh, I'm probably, like, the most extra here. My, for any of those fans out there who want to ever get me a coffee, I get a triple venti black and white mocha, mocha extra hot extra whip. And I, it's so amazing. It's so good. You have the way it too much. luxurious. It really is, say. because you have, like, the, the white chocolate and the dark chocolate in there. And then you also have, like, those extra shots of espresso to give, like, the bitterness to balance it out. It's so good. You have to be a little bitter, you know? Yeah, you have to be a little bitter. You can't be so sweet. See, I would... See, that, I'm too sweet for that. That would be my, like, <laughs> when I'm writing for fun beverage, you know? That's like, I'm going to sit here and just indulge. Yeah. <laughs> but um, other than coffee, I also love my little students. Shout out to them. I know you probably won't listen to this, but... I'm currently occupied with planning my wedding with my adorable fiance. I love how um, you call him adorable. I'm sure he would love to be called adorable. I'm sure. Congratulations. Congratulations to Hannah and her adorable fiance. <laughs> he <laughs> put a ring on it. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm t currently teaching seventh grade, which, if you've ever met a seventh grader, you know they're entirely crazy. So, yes. so much fun. If 
I don't make it through this podcast, guys, you know what happened to me. Captured by mm. the sim. Yeah, my students is. were my downfall, finally. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> they dragged me down. But um, we'll be studying the books Grace and the Fire, and it's going to be kind of book club, as you can maybe guess from the way we've been chatting right here. It's going to be relaxed. It's going to be super informal. Um, we're in, although we are English majors, there are going to be times when you think to yourself, I, am I sure that they actually know what grammar is? Because we are going to be very conversational, and just a forewarning, this is PG-13, so all y'all middle schoolers who for some reason are listening to our random podcast on iTunes, stop it. PG-13. Um, um, it'll last Well, if you are 13, you are allowed to listen. Okay, sorry. If you are 13, you are allowed to listen, but all y'all 12-year-olds out there need to go watch Chubby Tubbies or something. I'm not sure what y'all watch. And we'll be, um... Going over these books for about a month, so make sure you don't fall behind. Try to read along with us. Yeah, it's so difficult. But these are really easy reads. They're super interesting. It's not it really like, is. we're not asking you to write, read Great Expectations from your, your literature class. <laughs> we're, not, we're not asking you to read a really dull one. We're trying to get you guys interested enough to read in your free time. So, um, we chose these novels because they fit pretty snugly into the young adult fantasy fiction genre, and they both have incredibly strong, incredibly dynamic female heroines. Um, For those of you who haven't started reading yet, um, Katza is the main girl, and she is Maven, so. Yes, and Fire. Be prepared. Fire is named for the main character, Fire. Uh, We got really creative there. (laughs) Obviously. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but uh, she's completely amazing as well. Um, We chose them because we wanted to feel... Uh, focus on female protagonists. Uh, female protagonists have become a really important like subtopic in young adult literature. Um, I personally feel that female protagonists are important because most media just does not focus on them enough. Um, well, and also, I mean, the I feel like the purpose of YA lit is to give you someone to connect feel, with. Connect with, yeah, exactly. Relate and, to. And with a male protagonist, as a young young female, you're not going to have that connection. I mean, you can have sort of a connection. Like, you can, when you're reading Harry Potter, yeah, you can, you know, kind of see where Harry's coming from, but if you're a young female reader, like, you're most, you're usually, you're kind of like, yay, Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> because it's nice <laughs> yeah. to see that, like, strong female character, even when she's not in the main role. So, um, it was really important for me, because it's, I, I don't know, I feel like getting away from that demographic that we see most in the in pop culture, like the man. Um, it was important to me in high school to have those characters that I could relate to and see myself as. Um, what, what about y'all? Um, it was So it was also very impactful to me as a young adult. I didn't actually read this book when I was younger, but there were other fantasy YA books that I was really into with female protagonists, and those helped me to, like, I could connect with those characters. And... The fantasy world to me was always where I wanted to go. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's so exciting. Anything can happen. I think fantasy itself has always been kind of a catalyst for us to see ourselves in a different way. Yeah. Um, other than, like, we can, we can read the ones about, you know, high school life, but we're, you know, you're, you're guys, already living it. You guys yeah. are living that. It's hard to displace yourself into another world when you're just going right back into high school. Hooray. Right. Yes. Yes. And the high school ones are kind of unrealistic because... They're, it's like they were written in a different time. It's like they were written in the 90s. And, like, and they're often not happen anymore. Yeah. 
they're often heavily stereotyped each other. Exactly. There's always the bat, the girl who's like cool, and then there's the girl who's the outcast. Right. And then, and it's everyone is fits neatly into those roles. Exactly. I feel like we want to nitpick those so bad because you have been through those experiences. When you're reading fantasy, it's harder to critique them because you're like, I've never fought a dragon. I wouldn't know how that would go. <laughs> I've never done this. So I feel like it's easier to, to get into the world because you're not actively like comparing your life to it. Yes. Like right. when you're reading yes. a high school novel, you're like, that never happened, that never happened, that never would happen ever in the history of high school yet. Right. But, yeah, you know, for sure. I feel like fantasy is completely different and off the wall and awesome. And the female protagonist is so, it gives us young women um, voice and agency. I was always inspired by characters like Katza. She's awesome. And for you who haven't started yet, hopefully you'll be starting as soon as this podcast is over. But, um, She's an awesome character. And so is Fire. Fire is pretty awesome, too. They yeah. do, they're awesome in different ways. I'm not, it's really hard to tell y'all Very about different. it without spoiling the book horribly. Um, I think it's important to have um, heroines or female protagonists in YA literature because it gives girls like us, shout out to girls, um, uh, specific role models to look up to like cats or the female protagonist of your favorite book um, to look up to and and show y'all or us that we can do anything that we set our minds to and, and that we can be the person that other people rely on um, because cats are try not to spoil anything is heavily relied on in Graceling and Fire's the same way in and, Fire. Um and um yeah it's it's so cool just to see how strong Katza is and and how people are depending upon her. For sure. She steps up to the plate, she has the strength and she's not afraid to use it for good, even though she has so much potential to use it for not super favorable purposes like she could just take over in my opinion but instead That's she's true. trying to help out everyone and she's right and i feel like we're forgetting about fire because we're doing her after graceling but she's a, she's strong in a completely different way and she's inspiring um to girls who maybe can't relate to that same strength that katza has it gives you a different completely different perspective, perspective. yeah um and I feel that it's awesome that we have those two di- completely different characters that we're looking at throughout this podcast. It's almost like she wrote them in that order so that you can see one type of strength and then in the second one a different type. Mm-hmm. And there's in the downfalls, the pros and cons of, of each type and how you can, it doesn't matter which type you have, you can still succeed. Right. So what were some of your favorite female protagonists growing up in your favorite books? Lucy Pevensey from Chronicles of Narnia was definitely the downright awesomest person for me. I, even though she was very young in like the first book, like the the first book that she shows up in, um, I always felt that like her attitude towards life and her determination and uh, her willingness to like try new things. Yeah, she's also such a strong character. She is such a strong character. Like even. I don't, like, I don't know if y'all have done anything but watch the movies, but is you, you see her grow up throughout the books, yeah. and she just becomes this, like, fierce, strong young woman that, like, she goes from this, you know, this curious young girl who I think we can all just 
who we can all identify with. Yeah. Yes. Just for like sure. poking our noses into things we shouldn't and then, you know, yeah. finding a wardrobe that somehow, you know, leads us to Narnia. Magically yes. takes you to another land. And then we go from that, you know, nosy little girl to this fierce, mm-hmm. like, independent young woman who just takes no shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it sounds like she can be compared to fire because she was strong mentally and emotionally and mature wise because she was she was the youngest of her siblings and she wasn't very strong physically. She's definitely not like Katza because Katza we see that physical strength and in fire we don't see like the physical strength as much it was the mental, you're right. So I think that Lucy Pevensey would definitely fall in the second category and maybe we can talk about that when we get more into fire. Yeah. What about y'all's uh, female protagonist? So when I was younger, I my favorite book, um, it was called Crown Jewel. I don't remember who the author was, but I loved it so much. I read it probably like a hundred times as a young adult, and that's not an exaggeration. But um, <laughs> she we was, all have that one book. Yeah, that we probably <laughs> read more than was healthy. Yes, and there's that so one good. character who you're like, this is who I want to become. Like, I want to go to this world that she lives in and be this and be her awesome princess who's like saving her country, right? And it was amazing. So, what about you, Rachel? Um, for me. I don't remember the name of the book series, but it was by Meg Cabot, and it was about this girl who's in, who had just entered high school, and she was still trying to find her place, and um, she got caught in a rainstorm, and she ends up getting, like, struck by lightning, and she ends up, like, getting this, like, really strange, like, superpower of, like, she's able to find the missing children on, like, milk cartons. I love how we have in the books about missing children on milk cartons, but we don't do that anymore because I think we right. realized that that was kind of traumatizing for school children. But, um, but yeah, so she's able to find the missing children, and then she comes like su- becomes super famous, and now she's like trying to find her normal life again, and it was, so, it was really interesting. Struck by lightning leads to saving children. What's the connection? I, 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 I don't remember. It's been years since. I've read the books, but... Maybe being Nancy Drew is not naturally occurring in most people. <laughs> so it takes being struck by lightning. Yeah. Um, it brings out the Nancy Drew inside of you. <laughs> but... That um, saying, we do not endorse going out into storms and trying to get struck by lightning so you can do be Do not superhero. stand under metal bleachers in a rainstorm. That's what she did. Don't do it. Bad idea. <laughs> Make <work>. wise choices. <laughs> We're going on the air saying that Gen YA does not support putting yourself at risk to become Nancy Drew. And that was our public service announcement for this segment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think it's super important that we have these distinctions, that we have these female characters that we all connect with and we can remember connecting with throughout our young adult experience because it's so different from what we often see in the media, and movies, and in some of the books we read because I feel like we either have the super strong person, the super strong female character that has no weakness, no emotion, she's not dynamic, she's not a dynamic character at all, or we have the damsel in distress, she's yeah. constantly needs saving, she's a purely emotional creature, she's not a person really. I feel and like she's only looking for love. Only looking for love. I feel like over, making the character overly strong to the point where it's basically turning her into a man, she has no feminine... Uh, aspects at all. Besides the high heels and the tight fitting clothes. <laughs> exactly. But that's I don't almost think it's worse. making her into a man. It's more like a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, almost like we're taking any need from that character to love. 
no emotion. Yeah, no it's emotion. All, yeah. yeah. So well, like or zeros we, and ones. Yeah. Or we have the character whose only notion of like success is falling in love and being saved by the guy. So Which is equally wrong. equally problematic. And difficult to have any connection with as a girl. You're not gonna feel like Oh yeah, that's what I wanna be. You know? <laughs> I feel like sometimes we can kind of look up to the one that has no emotion because sometimes we'd be like, I want to be that strong. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of us wants to be her. And right. I don't think it's healthy to it's want to healthy. become that. Right. Like, you need all those different aspects. You need that dynamic character. Yeah, we need characters who have that strength and have the vulnerability as well. We need the, the downs and the lows and the highs to actually have a character who we can relate to. Yeah. For sure. Um, the Graceling series definitely shakes that up, too, to me. Like, just the emotional When we say the series, we're talking about the first two that we're going over. We have Graceling is the first one, and then Fire. We're not going over the third. Yes, which thank you. Weird. Thank you for making that. I keep just referring it to it as the whole series instead of making it clear which books. <laughs> um, I just think it's really important, the inner conflict that we see in Katza, and I'm not going to go into that much because I don't want y'all to have it spoiled for her, but I just feel like she's really kind of troubled because she wants to do the right thing. I think Fire is the same way. She struggles with, you know, she has that strength and that determination, that resilience of character, but she also has the vulnerability and the weakness Yeah, I think we all have. The strength combined with wisdom is really important. Super important because otherwise you just use your strength to be that character that we just talked about that has no emotion. Yep, for sure. So um, if y'all like what you hear, you can find us at Gen YA on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Head over to our Facebook page, like and share our page, leave us some comments, questions, or any concerns you have. Um, leave us a comment. We'll give us a chance to address your questions or discuss your comments. Or and we really else. want to um, give you feedback on your, like what you guys say to us because we don't just want to be sitting here talking to each other. Read that first half so that we won't have to spoil anything for you before we... Uh, get to it on Wednesday. And through chapter 20 sounds like a lot, but the chapters are really short. That's just the first half of the book, guys. Um, so, please read along with us. Please give us your feedback. We really want to answer your questions. We want this to be an awesome experience to get y'all interested and not just to bore you to death like you do in school. Exactly. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.